What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow us, and don't forget to share this with a friend. This month, we're talking about our new series called Realign, and we believe that if we were to realign ourselves with God and His will, that God is going to do some amazing things. How do we do that, though? That's what we're going to talk about today in today's episode. God bless you guys. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to VCast. And uh, today in this next episode, um, we uh, are excited to just continue the series of Realign. Um, As you may know, in the month of May, we are just praying for a tremendous move of God and a move of his spirit in our people. Um, But again, revival always starts with uh, with an action in God's people and realigning themselves with who God is. And so uh, we talked about how we have to realign our belief, high view of God, low view of self. Um, We talked about uh, repentance, how it's confessing our sins, but also seeking uh, forgiveness from God, but also forgiving others. We talked about dependence, which was um, uh, dependence. The way we show our dependence on God is through living a humble life and also through um, our prayer life is how we show. And so there is humility in prayer because it's showing that I'm a person in need. Um, But if you don't humble yourself, God is going to humble you. And so it's so important that we don't get humbled, but we become humble um, and um, just an everyday good thing that we ought to uh, do. And today is our last session. And I'm really excited for this one because we are talking about submission. So we have belief, repentance, dependence and last submission. So what is the what does submission have to do with realigning ourselves with God? Yes. Um, and we're back to Isaiah six. For that, for that answer. Really? For that answer. <laughs> if, if, I'm sure it's surprising to everybody listening. Yeah. But we're back to Isaiah 6 to answer that question, yeah. why is submission important? Mm-hmm. And Isaiah 6, 8 says, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, this is submission to God right here. Right. This is after everything that we've talked about, after realization mm-hmm. of self, after belief, right. repentance, dependence. Now we're at submission. And mm-hmm. this is exactly what submission looks like after all of that. And there's a lot to unpack in this. And there's a lot to unpack. Um, with submission first comes uh, that we have to listen. That's right. the first thing that comes. Because that's the first thing it says here. And he says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, mm-hmm. right? And you're not going to, unless you you're listening, you're not going to really hear anything, right? And so the idea is that he's, his ear was attentive to what God was saying. So, but God actually like spoke. So it's like, yeah. what, what is that? How does that translate today? Yeah. How does it translate to us? Um, it, it's about being sensitive to the spirit now, mm-hmm. because now God is no longer outside of us or in a temple, but he's in us now. Right. Right. So now when he speaks to us, he, he it's the Holy Spirit that speaks to us. Right. So it's no longer like this physical voice that you're hearing outside, like the mountains thundering and that because that's what the Bible describes, describes God's voice as. Right. Like rolling thunder mm-hmm. from the sky. It's not like that anymore. Right. It's more of a, a, a voice within us. Right. Right. Yeah. A moral compass telling mm-hmm. us what we need to do. And that's what we need to be um, listened to and be sensitive to. And I think that's why Jesus always says, he who has ears, let him hear. Right. right? right. Because he is speaking of something that only a few are going to be able to hear. Right. Right. 
he's speaking out loud and he's the only person in the bible who says this right nobody else says this he says he who has ears let him hear meaning he, those who are sensitive to the spirit yeah listen to its voice he who has ears let him hear he would yeah. speak in these parables so that only those um who were listening to him and seeking for him would be able to hear what he was saying and understand right. it yeah and i think i think as a married man there's a massive difference between listening and hearing mm. your spouse um like if i'm if i'm hearing my spouse she's talking and i'm just hearing her right but if i'm listening what is she gonna say she's gonna look at me and she'll be like are you listening i know a lot of husbands can identify with that some of y'all just got some ptsd <laughs> like my wife is like you listening it's the worst thing you could hear in the world because what that says is she said that because it seems like you're not being attentive because my wife doesn't want to be heard she wants to be listened to that means she wants some kind of action involved in this um in deuteronomy 6 i believe it was it's the shema right um and they call it the shema because that's the first word that appears shema yisrael it's it's saying hear O israel listen israel to the voice of god and um god is constantly calling us to listen but i feel like it, it just looks very different um today because today it doesn't look like me waiting for god's voice to come out of the heavens but rather god's voice is literally written down in a document in front of me and i'm not so sure that i've been reading it lately yeah right and and it's funny too because in the last podcast we talked about humility and prayer us talking to god but when it comes to god talking to us through his word yeah right that's where things can get kind of mixed up. And it's so important for us to be creatures of the word. I think it was Tozer who said that, to be creatures of the word of God. Because if we are, we will listen to God's commands, we will listen to his will, and we'll know what to do. Um, I like this, um, John eight forty seven. whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason you do not hear them is because you're not of God. Hey. I don't know who gave this man the <laughs> right to, to 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 author scripture, but bro, he hits home, bro. It, that because that hits so hard. Because again, it, it's exactly what Jesus was. This saying. is what Jesus said, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. This is exactly what. Um, I thought this was First John. This is John. Yeah, it's John okay, eight yeah. forty seven. Oof. Yeah. Oh, okay, then this is Jesus. He has every right to talk to yeah. me like this. <laughs> Be. Because this goes back to what he's saying. He who has ears, let him hear. Because whoever is of God hears the words of God. Mm -hmm. The reason you do not hear them, he's the reason you don't God. understand my parables, the reason you don't Ooh. understand what I'm saying, the reason you don't listen to my commandments is because you're not of me. The reason you say things like, oh, I just don't really get into the Bible. I don't understand it. That's that's a cop out. That's a cop out for it's a so relationship hard to with understand, God. Right? It's, it's so hard to okay, understand. But yeah, that, it. I just don't so get it. Mm-hmm. I remember I had um I had uh my grandfather who was a great man of God. He used to pray like twenty four seven. I don't even know what this guy was into, but he passed away. He had a heart attack, and um it was shortly after a birthday that I had. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, like I I don't I, I like my he died so suddenly that I had no way of really remembering much about him like i was just like man i'm struggling here and then i remembered like yo i think my gra my grandfather was illiterate like he would he didn't know how to really read or write but i felt like there was a card where he had a birthday card that he had given me 
And I thought to myself, maybe that birthday card is somewhere and I can find a birthday card that my grandpa gave me so I can look at his words one last time. And as I looked and I looked and I looked, I couldn't find it. And it got me so upset because I'm like, wow, the very words that I was longing to hear from him, I never will because I threw away that card and I'll never get that back. And so many Christians today, they're claiming, I never hear from God. He doesn't speak to me, but you don't read your Bible. Mm -hmm. You throw away the very words of God and then talk about how he's not talking to you. Yeah. In realigning ourselves back with God, we must make ourselves sensitive to his word mm. and commands eager to do his will. Yeah. Right? Isaiah did not wait to listen to God or wait right. for God to start picking. Mm -hmm. He jumped at the opportunity to say, uh, send yeah, yeah. me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's the same how we should treat our word. Right. Don't wait until you hit a hard road or don't wait till something bad is going on to to read the word, but be eager every day to 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 listen to God's voice. Right. Um, it it, it pleases God. Mm -hmm. Right. First Samuel fifteen twenty two. It says, "Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and mm -hmm. to listen than the fat of rams. God enjoys your obedience and your listening more than anything that you could offer Him or do." Right? Wow. There's nothing that you could do physically, even to the Jews, as in First Samuel, no sacrifice is good enough, is better than you just listening yeah. to me and obeying. Right. And I think he even says that I, uh, um, uh, I, I require obedience and not sacrifice. Right. Or these people, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Yeah. Right. Like there's you can you can talk a big game, but your obedience is what proves whether or not you truly honor the words that God has put yeah. in front of you. Um, and another thing that I think is very important is that obedience doesn't come from obligation, but rather from a joyfulness to do what God commands. It was almost like we, um, if I go back to the last podcast, remember what, what was the psalmist said? That he was just like, your commands are like honey on my lips. Mm -hmm. I delight, just smack this thing off. <laughs> um, your commands are like honey to my lips. I delight in your word. Mm -hmm. um, to me, that I'm like, wow, who can actually say that? That they delight that much in being obedient, that it means that much to them. Yeah, it, it's... It, and it's something that we're commanded to do, to yeah. be joyfully obedient, right? Yeah. Philippians 2.14, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Right. Don't be like, I remember a long time ago when we you were doing, you were still the youth pastor and you were doing preachings on being obedient and what that looks like. And when your mom takes tells you to take out the garbage, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. and you go and you do it, right? Because you're obligated to do it because it's your mom, right? So you have to listen to them. Yeah. And we shouldn't be that way with God. When God tells us to go do something, we shouldn't, oh, yeah. like Jonah, again, right? We're going back to Jonah. Mm -hmm. Jonah's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to Nineveh, man. Yeah. And even when he was there, mm -hmm. he was like, I right, just strike him down. I don't want to be here, right? Mm -hmm. But we need to have that willing obedience to God. Right. Don't be, don't do it with grumbling or disputing, but be eager to go and do it, right? Um, Philippians 2.17 even says, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Yeah. He's like, if if it costs me my life, mm -hmm. I'm glad to do it, right? Joyful to do it for you. Wow. Um, so the question that I have for you, in knowing that we need to be joyfully obedient and knowing that we have to do things without grumbling and, and disputing and mm -hmm. being angry with God to go and do it, 
Is it easy to do it? Is it easy to be joyfully obedient? It's definitely not. Um, it really takes a lot of training to get to that place. Like it takes for you to really understand who God is, to understand that my commands shouldn't be a burden to you because they're actually leading you to a, a more rewarding life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not trying to take from you. I'm trying to give to you. Um, it's the same thing in the garden, right? God said to Adam and Eve, don't touch any of the, don't touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which most of us will say, yeah, that was the first thing that God told Adam and Eve, but it actually wasn't. What did he say? He said, everything is yours in joy, but there's some stipulations, right? Like sex is not bad. It's great. But outside the context of marriage, it's not as great. And you're going to learn that the easy way or the hard way. Um, there are confines by which we ought to live our lives, but they are for our joy and not to burden us. He's not trying to take from us. It's like, I'll, I'll quote you, what you said with um, that you're, that a dog will complete, continually do the same action, sit, roll over, and he does it with great joy, tail wagging, because he understands there's a reward for his obedience Mm -hmm. and so in the same way not that we're dogs to god but in a similar way god says hey listen there's great reward in being obedient to me Mm um yeah i completely agree that it joyful obedience does not come easy but it's something that we learn and even jesus learned and struggled with as well Right. right so we even see the savior struggling to be joyfully obedient i don't believe that in this moment he lost his joy but he was tempted to kind of want this to not happen, mm-hmm. right? If we go to Luke 22, 41 through 44, this is what I'm talking about. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. Right. So even Jesus was what was tempted mm-hmm. to, to dispute and grumble. But he said, I won't. Right. I'll, I'll do this. If this is what you need me to do, I will do it. Yeah. Right. You tell me to jump. I say, how high? What do you what do you need me to do? And with being tempted to be unjoyful about being obedient, he prayed harder. Mm-hmm. That was his response to the temptation. Right. It was pray harder. Right. He prayed more earnestly. The more he was suffering, the more he prayed. Right. right? Um. And that's what absolute surrender looks like. Right. Right. We want joyful obedience. We need absolute surrender to God or else we won't be able to go through with what he commands. Yeah. Everybody wants a fresh revelation, but nobody wants to do anything with the revelation they have. We, we, we have a knowledge and information on how to live my, (laughs) I hate that. We, we, we have knowledge and information on everyday life minor obediences that lead to major change Mm -hmm. but we can't even be successful in those right like i want to accomplish the mission of god over my god what is your calling over my life what have you called me am i going to be a pastor it's like bro you're still struggling with being nice to your wife dude like how am i supposed to right he who is faithful in the little will be faithful with much it is a basic principle you reap what you sow the understanding that You want to do the great mission of God? You want to go out there and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? You want that? You want to accept the call of God over your life? Be obedient in the minor things here today, right? 
produce the fruit of the spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to produce his fruit in you. Be patient, be kind, be loving. These minor obediences lead to major impacts in, in your family, in your, in your job. When you obey God in the little, he puts you in charge of much. Mm-hmm. And I think once we start to understand that it, that's what submission is, I'm going to be obedient to God, not just in the big things, but in the little things, mm-hmm. right? so important even jesus said that he's like uh but he he kind of flips it he says um you strain out the gnat but you swallow the camel the weirdest statement i've ever heard in my life um i'll explain it the pharisees when they would drink uh when they would go over somebody's house and they were at a feast or something they would pour their wine through a rag like a little cheese rag or something like that and they would filter out bugs and they would squeeze the juice out because they didn't want to swallow a bug on accident because if they do, oh, God forbid unlawful. I swallow a bug that's unlawful. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to be impure in, in the eyes of God because I have to I have to strain out this gnat. And you're so worried about a small little bug, but you swallow the camel. That expression was an exaggeration to say you focus on the stupidest little things in your life. But the big things, because the minor obediences that in our life are major things for God. Mm-hmm. Love, mercy, compassion, justice. These things matter so much to God. But to us, we are so disobedient in those areas. Yeah. And this is why I love the the writer, the writer of Hebrews, right? Yeah. Because in everything that you just said, Jesus also understands, right? He understands why we look at the small things because he was also one of us. And although we shouldn't look at the small things at all, but Hebrews tells us that we have a high priest who is able to sympathize with mm-hmm. us and that just like us in Hebrews five, it says he was a son and he learned obedience as well. So learning to be obedient in these small things will teach us to be obedient in these big, big things. Cause even Jesus had to do it. Yeah. I guarantee you Jesus had to do his chores. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it might seem so small, Right. Jesus, the savior of the world, doing chores, doing his laundry. Right. But he had to do these things Mm -hmm. and learning to be obedient in these small things prepared him for the garden that he was in. It prepared him for it because once he was being built up, he got in charge with more and more and more. And then at the very end, he was faithful in the biggest thing ever, Mm -hmm. saving the world. Right. So if there's anything that we take out today, it's that I have to start being obedient in the small things in my life. Because when I'm obedient and I submit to the word of God, which, by the way, we should be reading our word constantly. If you really want to realign, like we really want to realign ourselves with God, we have to align ourselves to the word. Mm -hmm. What else would you align yourself to? If you don't read the word, how do you know how to please God? Right. How do you know, you know, like for those of us who are married, you know, if you're, if you're a spouse, husband or wife, and you just try to wing it through marriage, your marriage is going to become a disaster. You know that you need to read some articles and that you need to learn about your spouse and you need to do some research to figure out how can I better take care of my, my person that God has given me. And if you're unwilling to do that, you're going to see your relationship crumble. The same thing is true with God. If you want to please God and you want to have a healthy relationship with him, but you don't dive into your word on a daily basis, at least semi-regularly, like once or twice, twice or two to three times a week, at least, come on. If we can't accomplish that, how in the world are we ever going to accomplish the great will that God has for us? Exactly. This is what absolute surrender looks like. 
when finding it tough to be obedient to God, we push through and pray even harder, fully surrendering ourselves to God that his will may, may be done through us. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.